0: Good Wednesday morning to you everyone. Welcome to First Things First. I'm Jenna Wolf alongside Nick Rice, Kevin Wilds, Greg Jennings is with us this morning. Oh, we got a fun show for you today. To say Cam Newton is on a revenge tour would be a let's call it a massive understatement. We'll tell you what he had to say. Odell with a message of his own to the rest of the NFL and why Nick says the Chiefs are a lock to be the next dynasty. All those stories and more, but our top story this morning has to be Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys decision day for Dak. There's still time. The franchise tag deadline, not until 4 p.m. Eastern, but Adam Schefter reporting early this morning, the two sides not expected to reach an agreement, which means Dak Prescott would play this season on the $31.4 million franchise tag. Nick, we've been discussing this for months now. We know what playing on that tag would look like for this season, but what would it mean for Dak's future in Dallas?
1: Well, Jenna, seven and a half hours from now, when it is reported by Jay Glazer and Schefter and all the usual suspects, that the Cowboys and Dak Prescott officially we're unable to reach a contract extension, what it will mean is you can start counting down the days that Dak Prescott has left as a Dallas Cowboy. Huh. If he does not reach a contract extension today, I believe that in 2022, he's playing for a different team. Not next year, obviously not this year, and I understand that seems like a far-out prediction, but the only way to read the decision flow of Dak and his agent when they turned down a hundred million guaranteed going into last season, when up to that point in his career, he had only made $2 million total playing football. And now when they're gonna be turning down a contract that aside from the Mahomes deal, would have been the record setting contract in NFL history as far as guaranteed money and average annual value. The only way to read that is that they are dead set on reaching free agency. That they are dead set on Dak Prescott in the spring of 2022, becoming the hottest free agent prospect, arguably, in NFL history. The only person that could come close to would've been Peyton Manning, but he was coming off neck surgery. So, Greg, the way I read it is, if this reporting is correct, and I believe it is, that Dak's gonna play this year on the franchise tag, if he's willing to roll the dice for 31 million, I damn sure believe he'll roll it next year for $38 million, and then will become the rarest of unicorns in the NFL, a fully healthy, we would hope, in his prime, true free agent quarterback, and the whole league will be able to bid on him. Greg Jennings.
2: I can agree with a lot of what you're saying. Um, I think that the future for Dak Prescott will be him ending up... In the same uniform we've seen him in, which oh. is the Dallas Cowboys uniform, and the reason I believe that to be true is because if they do not come to terms within that window that you just said, 4 p.m. Eastern time today, I truly believe that next year they are going to have to give if they dis- if they really want Dak Prescott, because you got to look at who's available and who potentially will be coming out. Um, in college and where you would potentially fall as a team to be able to draft or how far up you would be willing to uh, move in the draft if you don't have a top pick to grab another quarterback to replace Dak Prescott to give you the opportunity to win Now, again, the Dallas Cowboys and Jerry Jones are in the business of winning now rather than later. This is why they've been paying all of everyone else on their roster outside of the quarterback, which is completely opposite of all 31 other teams in our National Football League, but I do believe that next year, Dak Prescott will get a deal if they don't come to terms by 4 p.m. Eastern today, simply because they will understand now how serious Dak Prescott is, as well as understanding they are going to have to give him what he's asking for if he is to stay a Dallas Cowboy or what you said will become a true and fact reality he will walk out the door uh, testing the free agent market
3: yeah Nick I want to ask you a question across sports I'm gonna put you on the spot for a list here name me the team in the position best jobs in the world okay so
1: shortstop for the New York Yankees Uh, one could one could argue once upon a time Point guard for the Los Angeles Lakers, but that's probably not the case anymore. Quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. Those are your marquee, marquee spots, right? I mean, I assume that's what you're leading to, Wilds, is that Dak right now has one of the absolute right front and center on Broadway jobs in the NFL. And that that would be baked into his math on this wild on him not wanting to leave him not wanting to leave the Cowboys I assume
3: that's where you're going that's exactly right I'll go one step I'll just make it global I'll say like striker for Real Madrid and I think Dak's job is better than that so you could argue and I'm going to that Dak has the best job in sports in the entire world in the entire world and that position mints stars. So the idea that he was going to want to leave for a better a better job somewhere, that he's going to take the Kirk Cousins route and go play for the Vikings, I think is penny-wise and pound-foolish if he hits free agency. Let's look at the history of the Dallas Cowboys. You can tell the whole story of this franchise for 60 years with six quarterbacks. Don Meredith played for nine years, Staubach played for 11, Danny White 13, Troy played for 12, Tony Romo 14, Dax going on 5. There's a few things you'll notice about this list besides the fact that these people are all super famous. Three of them are all-time legendary broadcasters that will most likely make more money in their post career than they did while they were playing for the Cowboys. Don Meredith was the first Monday Night Football announcer, Troy, legend number one Fox guy obviously, and Troy and Tony just signed his big CBS deal. So the idea that he's going to take more money or, like, let's hit free agency so, as Nick, as you said, the whole league can have a shot at him. What, what job is better than this? I, I Just tell me what job, if you're Dak Prescott's agent, are you saying, like, yeah. hey, let's hold off, let's go and try to get the Broncos, let's try to get the, the Las Vegas job? Right. What are you thinking actually happens here?
1: Well, listen, I think a third of the team, a third of the league could be looking for quarterbacks. I mean, Washington, Chicago, Tampa, Vegas, Denver, Jacksonville, Indy, Pittsburgh, the Jets. In two years, and I know Jets fans are like, what about Darnold? But those are teams that all in two years could be saying, you know what? Either our young quarterback didn't pan out or our older quarterback has phased out. And so you, I understand your point that it's not the marquee. It's not the marquee job, but you reference Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins has won the business side of the NFL. Show the money. Kirk Cousins from 2016 through the end of the 2022 season, all of that is fully guaranteed. That adds up. To $194 million nice. for seven years of football for it's Kirk Cousins bad. from 2016 to 2022. It's, and, and, and for Dak, here's the analogy I would use, Jenna. You remember the old show, Deal or No Deal, where you have the briefcases, sure. everyone's going for the million bucks, and then they, they offer you deals. Dak going into last season had four briefcases left. The million, the half a million, the quarter of a million, and $10. And they're like, hey, you want to take the banker's offer of 300000 It's pretty good. You might end up with the 10 He said no. And the next briefcase they opened was the $10 one. That's now gone. So he went into this negotiation. All, worst case scenario is your franchise tag, $31 million. The best case scenario is the highest paid player ever. He once again is saying, no, open another briefcase. Now he's going to go into next year, half a million and a million, only briefcases left. You bet your ass he's going to say, man, I've rolled the dice this many times. There's $38 million guaranteed to me for next season anyway. I'm going to hit free agency. I did not come this far to not hit free agency. And if he does, even if he wants to stay with the Cowboys, the Cowboys have seven players on their roster that are making $10 million plus this year, next year. And the following year, because they've overpaid, they overpaid Jalen, probably overpaid Zeke, overpaid Amari, paid money right. their offensive lineman, overpaid Demarcus Lawrence. So Jenna, if he does hit free agency, I don't think they are going to be able to blow him out of the water with an offer the way other teams would be able to.
0: But the difference between the four years the Cowboys are offering and what is a hundred million guaranteed or somewhere in that neighborhood, and what he could hit in free agency—I mean, we're talking about lumps and sums of money far beyond what we could imagine greg i want to ask you something about what wilds brought up you're the former player here how how important is it to the player how important is nostalgia the intangibles the playing for that organization having one of the best jobs in the world to an actual player Do, do you factor that in when you have a choice between quarterback for the dallas cowboys or playing the field
2: To be 100% honest, Jenna, when you're 25, 26 years old, you don't begin to factor that in. You're not focused on that because that's on the back end for the most part that guys start to think about where they are, what it can parlay into, and the opportunities that are provided because of what position that they're in within that organization. When I was with Green Bay, I didn't think about NECESSARILY THE LEGACY THAT I WOULD HAVE HAD OR ALL THE intangibles that come with being a green bay packer if i ended my career as a green bay packer that wasn't the thought the thought was how can i best take care of my family right now with the position that i'm in currently and give them the best financial stability right now not so much looking at the future and some would say well you're not you're not looking deep enough into your future you're not for putting into any forethought. And that may that may very well be the case when you're thinking of millions and millions of dollars that you can make right now versus banking on the potential of what it can parlay into. And when you're young, it's something about when you're young there. You have a pre prime focus on what's in front of you and what's in, what can potentially be in your possession right now. And he's not looking at a booth job. He's not looking at all the endorsements and everything that he could potentially get because of being a Dallas Cowboy quarterback. No, he's thinking about what Patrick Mahomes just got. He's not a Dallas Cowboy quarterback, (laughs) what Carson Wentz got. He's not a Dallas Cowboy quarterback, what uh, uh, Russell Wilson, all these other quarterbacks, they're not in his position. He understands that. But one thing that they are doing is getting paid, and he just wants to get paid. And if if it's with the Dallas Cowboys, that's an addition.
0: Hmm. Again, it appears no deal will be done. They do have until 4 p.m. Eastern before it becomes official. The other quarterback in the news this morning, a very fired up Cam Newton, who is clearly embarking on his revenge toward this season. How do I know that? Oh, he's telling everyone. Take a listen.
4: Early on, like, people going to get signed, and I'm looking at them. I'm like, you can't say I'm old because people older than me getting signed. Especially at your position. Hello. You know. <laughs> then I'm like, you can't say it's about injury because people who are injured more injured than me are getting signed. So I'm like, okay, cool. Like what like what where we at? Then you can't say the talent. So I'm like, hold on. Okay, now I'll be the first person to tell you, these last two years I haven't been putting the best film on tape. Mm-hmm. That's what I you. That's just honest. Mm-hmm. But at the same time I'm like, okay, there's other people that's been putting film out there that's getting picked up and I'm like whoa okay not even picked up they got the starting job you know like I'm like I'm feeling disrespected like I'm feeling like bro because every team at one point had to say okay fellas Cam Newton what do we think uh pass you feel me and that's the disrespect that I feel
0: Hey, tonight on FS1, the biggest stars in racing battle for a million bucks in the NASCAR All-Star Race. Don't miss the action live from Bristol Motor Speedway, 8:30 Eastern on FS1 and the Fox Sports app.
3: What a promo! That is a great back promo. here
0: with Greg Jennings. Hey, Greg. Madden 21 released the running back ratings. Coming in right on top, Christian McCaffrey with a perfect 99. Uh, Derek Henry right behind him at 93. Nick Chubb, Zeke, both tied at 92. And Saquon and Dalvin Cook, they're tied at 91 to round out the top five. Nick, what do you make of the list? Did they get it right?
1: Uh, listen, I think it's a. I think the order is pretty solid. I think they've got. Listen, a little too much on our friend Christian McCaffrey. He might be the best running back in football, but the gap is not that big of a discrepancy, and I think they were a little hard on Alvin Kamara, but the Alvin Kamara, I think, is better than an 88, but the thing that jumped out at me, Wilds, I've got to admit, was when I saw Nick Chubb tied for third, you know what it made me think of? Made me think of the 2018 NFL Draft, when your beloved New England Patriots are sitting there with the 31st overall pick, and it's like, hey, Darius Leonard, all-future, all-pro, maybe Hall of Famer on the board, don't want him. Lamar Jackson, Brady-era parents on the board, don't want him. We want a running back from Georgia, which maybe could have been awesome if they had taken the right running back from Georgia, Nick Chubb. Instead, they took his teammate Sony Michelle, who was nowhere to be found on that list. You could have gone 10, 15, 20 people. Sony ain't showing up, so this is a reminder to me, uh, you know, Georgia running backs, you know, how they missed that up. So I just, I just wanted to
3: remind you that Wilds. That's all. Okay. No, you probably, you probably know more than Bill, Bill, Bill Belichick. Nick, you should do the drafts. You should call him up, get in the draft <laughs> room with that dog.
0: Uh, moving on guys (laughs) how how do you define big shoes to fill in the NFL we can guess or we can ask Patriots quarterback Cam Newton the last quarterback to take the field in New England before Cam played 20 seasons, won 6 Super Bowls, a record 4 Super Bowl MVPs and is considered the greatest football player of all time so where does that leave Cam Newton? He'll tell you take a listen
4: we have to talk about the elephant in the room. And it's like, you know you who you're you coming after. And I'm like, yeah, great. Yeah. What he was, what he is, is great. Needs no even talking about it. But one thing about it, though, you, <laughs> Coach McDaniels, you're able to, to call some stuff that you ain't never been able to call now. All right, you know, and I told, hey, you getting a dog? You get, I'm, and you ain't, you ain't, you getting one of these ticked off dogs too? Yeah. That's like, bro. And I'm looking at the schedule. I'm like, who we play? That team passed on me. Okay, that team passed on me. They coulda game and got me.
0: So, Greg. I mean, Cam Newton is clearly on a revenge tour here. Uh, is it good, do you think, for the Patriots, that he is so focused on the teams that passed on him? Or would you rather see him focused on, you know, getting healthy, game one, sort of the Patriot way, if you will?
2: Oh, he's healthy, and he is focused on exactly what's necessary, and and the Patriots will enjoy every bit of it. Why do I say that? Because. Any player who feels the way that Cam feels, who feels disrespected, slighted, um, counted out, overlooked, and you see other players getting opportunities like he alluded to, yep. you're like, what? Over me? It it boils you up on the inside. And then to add on top of that, you're coming in to replace arguably the best to ever do it at that position. And so you're naturally going to be compared and held to a standard that was once the standard in Tom Brady. So he has kind of a double edge whammy, a double whammy when walking into New England. And to be honest, any player filling in for a player who was the guy, whether it was Brett Barr for Aaron Rodgers, whether it was... Uh, um, uh, Peyton Manning, Manning getting filled in for Andrew Luck. All of these guys, you know what they believe as players? I don't care. They won't ever say that because they believe in the ability and the talent that they possess. So Cam Newton is looking at this situation like, okay, yeah, he's the GOAT. I respect him and he deserves all accolades. But you better believe uh, I'm that guy too. Yeah. It's
1: great, Greg. I, I want to take everyone,
2: Greg, on a
1: trip down memory lane. All the way back to six weeks ago, when we were all enthralled with the Michael Jordan documentary, and part of Jordan's greatness was he created slights where they existed and where they didn't. Oh, this guy talked trash to me years ago. This guy, I had a dream he talked trash to me. This guy had a good game against me, and I then made up a story that he said something bad to me because I wanted to rip his heart out. That, that is a tale as old as time as far as athletes deciding I am going to use the me against the world mentality. Jenna, you alluded to the fact that, you know, more the Patriot way, this is the Patriot way. I, I'm old enough to remember Julian Edelman when the when the Patriots beat the Chiefs to go to the Super Bowl, screaming at Tom Brady, yep. you're too old, and he's selling Nobody Believes in Us t-shirts on JulianEdelman.com, which, by the way, since Brady left, I think everything's 70% off, so you might want to check it out now if you want some discounted <laughs> Julian Edelman merch. So neither here nor there. I, Tom Brady, doing in his, in his Facebook show, listing the quarterbacks, whether it's Rohan Davey and everyone else, taking ahead of him. Like Bill Belichick when they sign Randy Moss, reading news clippings about how Moss is what when they traded for him, how Moss is washed up. Saying to Vince Wilfork, they say you can only stop the run. This is what athletes do. They create either fake or in Cam's case, doesn't have to be fake, real slights to get themselves motivated. And well, listen, I'm not a Pats fan. I'm a Cam fan. Wild, you're both. Well, you're a Pats oh, fan and a Cam yeah. fan. I imagine this is thrilling for you to, see Cam hear, yeah, so. to hear Cam
3: say those things and see where his head's at. Well, thrilling for us, buddy, because if you're a Cam fan and Cam plays for the Patriots, you're rooting for Cam, yeah. and Cam's success is yes. the Patriots' if success, a, therefore, B. by the community of property. Nick, you are you a go. Patriots fan. Again, so when you when we get a ring, you can get one, too. We got specialized ones from Jostens, you and I. Uh, so here's what I think, and, and Nick, this is going to be bad for you. Money, power, respect, not only the namesake song from uh, the Lox's 1998 album, but also the foundation of what Cam is playing for. We'll go backwards. We'll start with respect. The disrespect started with the Panthers. The way they let him go, he's talking about the call, gave his heart and soul to that city and that franchise, and they unceremoniously let him go, and they followed up with some dumb tweets that didn't even list him as one of their best players. Then we're talking about... The power. So now what has Cam got? Cam's got the power to make everything right. And he talks about the teams that passed on If we can put up the Patriots schedule. We've got the Raiders in week three. We've got Denver week five. We've got the Chargers week 13. And preseason, we don't know how it's going to play out. But we're going against the Panthers in the preseason. So that will happen too. And now the last part. The money. Huh. Cam is playing for half a million dollars. And I know that Cam's made a lot of money in his career, and and uh, there's an argument to be made that, like, he's made so much, this will, this will actually set him up to make more money. That's fine. But money is also a sign of respect. And in week four, Cam, who is making half a million, will play Patrick Mahomes, who is playing, who's making half a billion dollars. That's all we've heard about. So, Nick, although you're a Cam fan... If you don't think the Chiefs are square in Cam's crosshairs, I think you are very wrong, and your Patriots fandom is really going to be put to the test.
1: Well, listen. All right, listen. I mean, you always take it at just six steps too far. I was, I was on board with you. I thought the schedule was great. I, I actually keyed on those three exact teams: Raiders, Broncos, Chargers. I had them written down. I thought it was a great point. And then you go to the Chiefs. Like they say, Cam's not upset with the Chiefs. He, he knew I uh, the Chiefs is. just signed Matt Moore a few days ago for around what Cam's making. Cam didn't want to be a backup. He wanted to be a starter. But what, Greg, what makes me sick. And I, it, honestly, uh, uh, nauseous is when I look at that Pat's schedule and I say, you got to be kidding me. Ten games at a minimum, the Patriots are going to have the better quarterback on the field. All six of their divisional games, they're going to have the better quarterback. The Raider game, they'll have the better quarterback. The Charger game, they'll have the better quarterback. The Broncos game, and I would argue the Rams game at a minimum. Jimmy G, maybe, but at a minimum, for them, Greg, to go, you were talking about, Favre to Rodgers Manning to Luck At least those teams had to have the foresight To draft the heir apparent The Patriots just walking down the street And it's, like, it's not like somebody dropped $20 It's like somebody dropped a Barabond Worth $20 million Like oh let me pick that up Even though I'm already the richest man in the world It's infuriating That they have the best quarterback in the AFC East again And that they're going to have a quarterback edge In 65% of their football games this year
2: And you talk about that, and and we haven't even talked about the fact that they pick up Cam Newton, and they have who is the best, who we know to be the best coach in all of football. Like So put those two together, you have the most motivated player in probably all of football right now. And Cam Newton, because of the way he's been treated or mishandled and, and not given the opportunity, and then you have another always motivated Bill Belichick, you put those two together, it's going to be scary in New England this year.
0: Cam Newton, with a double agenda, revive his career and keep the Patriots elite at the same time. All right, let's take a turn. Talk some Chiefs. We mentioned well, this them. This will make me feel Why better. are they now primed for a Super Bowl repeat? Oh, we'll yeah. tell you first
1: things first. This, this makes me feel better.
0: Sticking with the Chiefs, <laughs> even after signing the aforementioned Mahomes to a 500 million dollar deal, oh, still sounds like oh, Dr. Boy. Evil. KC's bank apparently not broken. There's yet more money to go around and here's how we know. Yesterday, Chiefs locked up Pro Bowl defensive tackle Chris Jones. Four years, 85 million with 60 million guaranteed. That prompted Mahomes to tweet, and y'all thought we couldn't. Hashtag, run it back. Which Chris Jones then replied to with big facts. Nick, how big of a deal is this in the Chiefs' pursuit of becoming the next dynasty? They're getting all their ducks back in a row.
1: Oh, this is a big deal, and this is thrilling. <laughs> I don't know how Brett Beach in the front office did it, but they are bringing... Quite literally, nearly everyone back. Kendall Fuller, the only significant contributor who's gone. I thought Chris Jones was going to be traded before the draft because I didn't think they were going to be able to make the money work. Why is this such a big deal? Two reasons. First of all, Chris Jones is the second-best defensive tackle in the NFL, full stop. Aaron Donald is in a class by himself, and then if you look at sacks quarterback pressures the pff grades any of the advanced numbers chris jones is better than every defensive tackle in football not named aaron donald they just brought him back here's the other reason why it's critical they now have their entire core of elite players locked up for at least the next two seasons show it that's the seven best players on the team they are contracted through at least 2021 which means the core of the team is going to have a chance to win not one, not two, but three consecutive Super Bowls, which has never been done, and NFL history says if you're going to win a bunch, you better do it in in bunches. The Patriots, we say they won six over 20 years, but they won three and four, took a decade off, then won three and five, and so, Greg, I, I think Chris Jones was the best player on the defense last year. I think he's one of the most underrated National League players in football. And to get him back on a four-year deal is a massive coup for the defending Super Bowl champion Chiefs.
2: It is a massive coup, and I agree with everything you said. But even more importantly, it brings that team together in ways that one cannot even imagine to have... A quarterback gets signed for half a billion dollars, and then to come turn around and sign who we all knew was an integral and marquee part of that that the success of that team, specifically on the defensive side of the ball. And you make an effort to say, no, we're gonna we're gonna retain you, and we're gonna give you a large piece of this pie. That sends a message to everybody in that locker room, and they understand that. Look. These guys are for us. So we got to do this again and when our turn comes, hopefully we get the opportunity that everybody else is getting. And that's exciting as a player. Forget everything else, they're going to bring their nucleus back. They're going to they're going to keep rolling this thing, especially if they can keep finding ways to retain players like Chris Jones.
3: Hey, Nick, Carpe diem. I I think you got a fair point, seize the day, try to make this dynasty happen. I don't think it's the right move, neither does Bill Belichick, who currently has the dynasty championship belt around his waist while he's filming that Subway commercial. But look, the first rule of uh, having a dynasty is like Fight Club, don't talk about the dynasty. The second rule is don't talk about the dynasty, and the third rule is don't lock people into long-term guaranteed contracts. That's what Bill Belichick did. Uh, You guys want to go another route. Let's talk about uh, Chris Jones's tweets here. He's not listening to the first rule of Bill Belichick Fight Club, which is, oh, let's go. The dynasty continues. You guys don't even have a dynasty yet. I don't know wh- what are we talking about unless it's a Madden season he's in the middle of. Then he continues, run it, sack nation, run it back. I'm, I'm happy that he got his money. I love you, Chiefs. Great. Promise, to bring you more championship rings and a defensive player of the year. You know what? I believe in speaking into existence. The championship rings, promise. I like to. But Nick. I I dug up an old clip. Not many people have seen this clip. I was like, you know what? This sounds familiar, this championship ring stock. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but if we could play it, Hubs, we'll get Nick's reaction to this. But we also know you three kings came down here to win championships. Not one, championships.
4: Not two. LeBron, tell us about that. Not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, not seven.
3: It's it's, it's a little scene video, Nick. I don't know if you think, uh, if you've ever seen it or your reaction to it. And do you think the Chiefs are headed down the same path as the uh, Heat, who went on to win seven championships?
1: Okay, so listen, LeBron obviously didn't anticipate Dwayne Wade's knee was going to give out on him. I give you credit for pulling up the one public misstep of LeBron's entire career. That's a well-done knife to my back. Uh, they did go to the championship round, though, four times and won two of them. And in the NFL, oh, that would assuredly be considered a dynasty. But you mentioned the Patriots. And, so, oh, the Patriots don't, they, they never sign guys this type of deal. Here's kind of the underrated or under discussed part of that It's because the Patriots don't actually draft that well they don't often draft star players or players that turn in to star players they did it with Brady they did it with Gronk and there's you go up and down the list not a bunch of other guys that turned into stars Kelsey Hill uh, Patrick Mahomes Chris Jones all those guys drafted by the Chiefs by this front, not all by this front office, some by this front office, and then extended by this front office. So there's oh, there's more than one, one way to build a dynasty. The Patriots, because they had so many misses in the draft and they had the stability of Brady, their their mantra of find other teams' undervalued, distressed assets, bring them in cheaply, worked great for them. The Chiefs' philosophy of how about we just hit on our draft picks and then keep those players... Greg, that's actually really what your Packers tried to do. And I know your Packers didn't turn into a dynasty, but you guys won the Super Bowl, and then the very next year were a dominant team at 15-1. and one. So I, I think there are multiple ways to try to do this, and extending your best players and finding the cap room to do so is always a good option in the NFL, and the whole, the whole league was hoping. The Chiefs couldn't come to an agreement with Chris Jones. Unfortunately for everyone else, they did. All
0: right, let's take a turn, head to Dallas, where Jack Prescott's future could be all but done with no long-term deal on the horizon. That's next. First things first. Time now for stories to start your morning, and we are starting with the beard in the bubble. James Harden. Has officially landed in Orlando this five days after the rest of the team arrived no explanation why Nick can Rockets fans now breathe a little sigh of relief
1: well they the first half of a sigh of relief Jenna it the, it won't be complete until Russ fully clears the COVID protocol and Russ gets back and you find out that he's fully healthy as well Obviously, the Rockets' entire championship hopes, Wilds, rely on Russ and Harden both being AA players throughout the playoff run. So I don't think it's a huge deal that Harden wasn't there earlier, was there with the rest of the guys, but they got to get Russ there as well.
3: Yeah, I'm looking forward to Russ's return. We see Donovan's back in the bubble, um, and he looks great, and Jokic just came back too. So, um, speedy recovery to Russ. Yeah, it could have been a huge right. concern
2: if it would have got any longer.
0: Moving on to some football where Blonde is back. Odell Beckham has officially returned to his unnatural hair color with OBJ saying, quote, This year, I'm trying to kill. I want the opportunity to catch the ball. Greg, I don't see the connection, but I've also never been a Blonde. Uh, you expect a big season out of Odell in Cleveland?
2: Um, You know what I do and I do see the connection anytime you feel like you've not been allowed to be who you really are and be authentic and organic to that you can't produce what has always been in you and I truly believe that we as people have to embrace others just the way they are whatever that presentation looks like whatever however different it is just embrace it and accept the fact that you they're different than you and that's okay because that's what makes us all unique and I think that Odell Beckham is finally realizing that I'm not the same as anyone else I can't be I can't pretend to be and this is what makes me special
1: you know what it reminded me of when Odell cut his hair and they got rid of the blonde LeBron's first year in Miami when he's like I'm going to be the villain Like, you're not comfortable being the villain. That's not who you are. Odell got to Cleveland. He's like, oh, I'm going to be more corporate, more buttoned up. That's not who he is. And then LeBron, his second year in Miami, said, man, I'm going to go back to being me. Odell's saying he's going to go back to being him. And by the way, just for the audience, because take integrity is so important, go look up some upstate New York yearbook photos from, I won't tell you the decade, probably the 80s, I would imagine, though. Jenna Wolfe. With some blonde nope, streaks, never. a la the Bangles nope. singers oh, or whoever you loved back then.
0: That's look not, it up. Never look happened. it up,
1: America. Don't, it's there. It's don't there. Don't look it it's up. There.
0: It never happens. It's true. Yeah. Okay.
1: It did. <laughs> streaks. Don't look it up. <laughs> uh,
0: it's not streaks. On to the most recent Cleveland Brown, who's cashing in. 24-year-old defensive end Miles Garrett will reportedly sign a five-year, 125 million dollar extension. The Pro Bowlers put up 30 and a half sacks in his first three seasons in Cleveland. Nick, is this money well spent?
1: Oh, it's money well spent. But this story also made me chuckle a bit. Because the last time we saw Miles Garrett on the football field, he was bonking Mason Rudolph on the head with Mason's helmet. And in the 48 hours after that, The media, for lack of a better term, lost its collective minds. There was discussion about him being thrown in jail. There was discussion about multi-year banishments. It was the most grotesque act anyone had ever seen in the history of the NFL. And before he takes the field again, he's going to become the highest-paid defensive player ever. Cleveland's <laughs> like, ah, we're, we're so concerned about that. Here's $125 million, making the highest-paid guy on the team. Miles Garrett's an unbelievable player. That one incident obviously was a huge mistake by him, but the team, Wilds, knows the caliber of person he is. They're not worried about it. He's a sack-a-game guy the last couple of years. This is money well spent.
3: Yeah, the browns also had the most cap space greg so they had money to spend i wonder if they make any more uh signings as we uh, head towards the season
2: yeah nick you hit it right on the head the browns understand and know the caliber player that they have in miles garrett but also who he is as a person they see him every day within that facility they see him interact with the catering staff they see him interact with the equipment staff they see him interact with his teammates, so they know what they're getting in Miles Garrett. Money was well
0: All right, moving on to deadline day now with the franchise tag deadline just hours away. Adam Schefter reporting Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys not expected to reach an agreement, which means Dak would play this season on the $31.4 million franchise tag. So, Nick, with that being said, what are the chances the Cowboys eventually just move on from Dak Prescott?
1: Oh I think what's going to happen is and I guess it's a you know uh parsing the language I think Dak's going to move on from the Cowboys. This deal oh. is not going to get done today. And if it doesn't get done today, Dak Prescott is playing under the franchise tag for this season, which will mean he will go into next offseason with the option to sign a long-term extension with Dallas and only with Dallas or Take $38 million, and by the way, no matter what happens to the cap, no matter the the, the ramifications of COVID, it, it's $38 million for Dak next year because it's 120% of what he's making this year. So option B is take $38 million and then become the most sought-after in your prime free agent in the history of free agency because 28-year-old, fully healthy, Pro Bowl-caliber quarterbacks simply never hit the market and if Dak was willing to roll the dice last year when he was making two million and had only made two million in his whole career and he's willing to roll the dice this year when he's only made four million in his career and it's 31 million going into next year Greg when he's when he will have made 35 million playing for the Cowboys have another 38 million guaranteed I believe he will roll the dice again and then it becomes a league-wide auction and I don't think the Cowboys will win that auction so if they don't get a deal done today, I firmly believe Dak Prescott's playing for a different team in 2022.
2: Yeah, Nick, I hear you. I just don't see it happening simply because this Dallas Cowboy team has been set up for Dak Prescott. And when you look at what we all saw him as prior to the acquisition of Amari Cooper, uh, prior to mm-hmm. um, even the Ezekiel Elliott extension like it was Ezekiel Elliott's team it was Ezekiel Elliott is what makes this team go and I think that's been the approach of the Dallas Cowboys up until we will see next this year that they they understand the importance of Dak Prescott they may not value it like they did Ezekiel Elliott, but I think he will make them understand and know full, full right of who he is and what he provides as a quarterback in this league. I think he stays with the Dallas Cowboys after this year. I don't think they get some a deal done by the end of day today, um, but I do think he will remain a Dallas Cowboy.
3: Greg, I agree with you. The fact that this team has been set up for Dak's success it makes me think that he's going to stay there long term. CD Lamb is going to fit perfectly. Mike McCarthy is is like chomping at the bit to start playing with with Dak. And Nick, you say that Dak is going to move on. Where are you moving on to? You're the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. You wanna go take $40 million to go play it, uh, for the Panthers? You think that's gonna like lead you to like longer term success and more financial security than playing for on the number one position in the number one sport for the number one team in the country? It's also a historical. The Cowboys are minting stars, and the guys don't leave. If we can run through the list, Don Meredith, famous Monday Night Football announcer, played nine years, never played with another team. Roger Staubach, 11 years, never played with another team. Danny White, 13 years, never played with another team. Troy never played with another team. Tony Romo played for 14 years, never played with another team. The idea that Dak, who's going into his fifth year, would look at this list and say, you know what? I'm going to roll the dice. I'm going to go play for uh, the Vikings in two years. I'm going to be the new Bears quarterback. There's a lot of good franchises in the NFL, but if he wins a Super Bowl in Dallas, he's not a great player. He's an all-time legend, Nick. And the fact that he would throw that away for, I don't know, $10 million on paper when there's more money coming if he can be successful in Dallas feels penny-wise and pound-foolish to me. Maybe it is,
1: but I can only judge his actions up to this point. He had an no. offer for an extension last year. He turned it down. He has an offer on the table right now that reportedly would pay him more money per year and guaranteed than any player in the history of the league other than Patrick Mahomes. And he is going to turn it down. And so then when next year comes around and the, the $38 million becomes the floor and then he can talk to the whole league. And you mention all those, these teams. What all those teams have in common, Wilds, the teams that could be looking for a quarterback is, over the last 25 years, maybe not more marketable, but they've been far more successful than Dallas. Dallas hadn't been to a conference champion, forget Super Bowl, conference championship game in 25 years. Pittsburgh's going to need a quarterback in 2022. They have been, in the last 25 years, to four Super Bowls, and they've won two of them. I mean, uh, Denver. Denver's been to four Super Bowls, and they've won three of them in the, since Dallas has last been in a conference championship game. The Colts might need a quarterback. They've been to a, two the Super Colts? Bowls and won one of them. Like, this idea, they, they, they're not maybe not as marketable, but the other franchises, Jenna, have had more success in, the, in Dak's whole life.
3: I don't believe Dallas to go to Indianapolis. well, the two
0: sides... They have until 4 p.m. today to get a deal done, although it doesn't seem likely. We got to go. We'll see you tomorrow, everyone. Stay safe.